Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, Chicago has long been one of those major markets we've been able to recommend to our clients where we have attractive inventory, solid returns, and a good appreciation potential. With me today on this episode is one of our local property providers and property managers in the greater Chicago market. We're going to find out what makes the Chicago market such an attractive place to invest in real estate. But first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. No one anticipates litigation, just as no one anticipates a car accident. Both just happen as part of life. And that means that asset protection is very necessary, but it can also be very affordable. Corporate Direct has protected literally thousands of clients over 30 years. And Corporate Direct, I'm proud to say, is one of our new sponsors. Corporate Direct is owned by author and attorney Garrett Sutton, who has written the bestsellers Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. And one thing I'll add is that Wyoming LLCs offer excellent asset protection, offer great privacy and great value. Wyoming LLCs are excellent parents for your other asset holding LLCs that you have in other states. And that's exactly how I have my asset protection plan set up. So it's critically important to have asset protection to protect yourself. Visit CorporateDirect.com for more information, or you can call them at 800-600-1760 for a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporation specialist. And if you mention this show, the Passive Real Estate Investing Show, receive $100 off every LLC or corporation you form. Again, visit CorporateDirect.com for more information, or call Corporate Direct at 800-600-1760 and mention this show. John, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Marco. Thanks for the invite and always love talking about Chicago. Well, Chicago is an interesting city. It's so large. It's a very large metropolitan area. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the last time I checked, it was the third largest metro area in the country with nearly 10 million people. Why do you like Chicago? Well, you don't have to really sell Chicago to people looking for investment property. There's other markets where it's a hard sell. You gotta say a lot of things to help them feel comfortable. I like Chicago because it sells itself as soon as the facts get out. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know, I, I've been to Chicago multiple times. It's such a big area. You have Cook County in the middle where the city of Chicago is located. And then you have all these major suburbs surrounding that region. And people don't realize that Chicago goes all the way down to Indiana. How many regions should we be looking at when we're looking at the Chicago metro area? Well, you've brought up a major point about Chicago. We can't talk about it as, quote, Chicago. There's 795 neighborhoods in Chicago. So if you're looking to invest in that market, it's got to be narrowed down from 10 million people in 795 neighborhoods. So we're going to be talking about, or at least I'm going to be talking about what I know, and that's the Cook County and uh, the opportunities that reside in that county. All right. So let's kind of ask a macro question here. And why should we be investing in Chicago? Let's kind of start at the top and work our way down. So as they look at Chicago, they have this enormous gross regional product. I mean, $575 billion. To put it in perspective, 
my daughter married a gentleman from Belgium. Well, the entire country of Belgium, including Poland, has a $575 billion. So this one city is equaling two countries in Europe. They have a lot of Fortune 500 companies based there. They have like 31 of them. And they're all names you know, Boeing, United Airlines, Walgreens, Allstate, Kraft, goes on and on. They just have a beautifully diversified economy. There's not one industry that has more than 14% of the concentration of those industries, which means there's not going to be a big player that leaves Chicago and Chicago then crashes and your renters are leaving town because that one industry crashed. This is so diversified and insulated, protected. So it's a very, very strong, diversified producing machine is how I see Chicago. Do you happen to know if the population there is growing? Is there net population growth or or is it diminishing? I know some regions in the Northeast, at least in in the recent past have been shrinking, but is Chicago a growing market? So here's how I would explain it, Marco. The, the population growth pattern, Chicago has gradually fallen in population. Now you have to dissect it though. The Chicago metro has grown, but if we're talking about Chicago, including those 795 communities that they have gradually fallen. What's happening, you know, some are moving from the city, some are moving to the suburbs. There's a lot of shifting going on lately within that job market. But we're talking about Cook County, we're talking about, you know, surrounding the metro. That pocket is actually growing. Do you happen to know how big Cook County is? I know it's a pretty large county, but there's so much more around Chicago that is not part of Cook County. I'm not saying that's good or bad or indifferent. How much of the market does Cook County make up? So they were 8% of the real estate activity, of all real estate activity, in terms of what, you know, transactions and that sort of thing. I'm not sure population-wise what the actual population is of just Cook County. The city itself has a a population that is far below the 9.5 million. And if we go off of that, we can see it's about 2.2 million. So I'm guessing here, and there's people that could look this up and Google it and see, but I'm going to estimate that 2.2 million, which is the major metro component, is actually 2, yeah, exactly 2 million is probably the mix of the Cook contribution to the 9.5 million overall. Okay. And out of curiosity, because I'm sure some people are wondering who some of the major employers are there, but can you maybe name a few of them so we have a, a sense of the types of businesses that make Chicago their home? So it's pretty diverse. And uh, I made the point that there's no one industry that has more than 14% of the total. And that doesn't mean there's not some big players. Boeing leads the way. Uh, they have major operation. United Airlines is, is a significant employer. Walgreens Allstate 
are all significant employers. It's a market that really has a lot of private sector jobs. They have more, a huge concentration of private sector versus the you know, government and service areas related to that. So it has a blended blue collar and white collar. A lot of people think Chicago might have a lot of blue collar. Well, they do because there's 9.5 million people, but it's pretty blended. Okay. Sounds good. So let's kind of drill down. Let's talk about neighborhoods and properties. Everyone is concerned about, you know, the types of neighborhoods that they're in. And, you know, we put them on a range from A through D, F being complete failure, A being more of the premium type neighborhoods, B's being more of your bread and butter, blue collar, or upper blue collar, lower white collar type neighborhoods, C's being more of the lower income type neighborhoods. And D's are, you know, certainly not the best place to be. In terms of the type of product that we're getting from your company and the investment properties that are available most of the time, what types of neighborhoods are those in? So the neighborhoods that we're in are, first of all, they're in Cook County. They're part of the city network. They're south of the city network. We try not to go down into the suburbs because as soon as you cross that invisible line, the exact same house that we're selling that has a $1,800 property tax, as soon as you cross the line, I'm talking a block, two blocks into that defined suburb, it goes to seven to $8,000 of property tax. So you want to be very careful where you're buying that the property tax doesn't crush you. And we have about eight zip codes that we operate within. And those zip codes are like 60619, and they just go up in numbers, 60620, 60627s, 28s, 29s, 37, 43s. These zip codes give you where we buy. And then street by street, as you know, Marco, you can't just buy whatever looks good on paper in a zip code. You've got to know the street itself, and then you've got to know the property. So we're pretty careful. Yeah, no, that's so true. I hear so many people who look at Chicago ask the question, why are the taxes so high? And I have, you know, obviously my my comments and opinions on that. And more importantly, why does it make such a difference to go two blocks and have such a vast difference in the property tax amount? If you're driving around, if I had you in the car and we were driving down the street, you would see one of the properties we're providing that is the neighborhood looks pretty you know middle class working america you go two more blocks you just moved into the suburbs nothing changed the houses all look the same streets all look the same neighborhoods all look the same parks all look the same your property tax just exploded and they're able to get a lot more money for their prices of their houses just because you cross the line into the suburb. And if you're a, an investor in a single family rental context, you want the very best price with the highest matching rent. And that's where we're at. The average rents that we're getting, Marco, are, you know, crazy. I mean, it's some of the best in the country is sitting right there in Chicago. 
I would say the average rent in our sectors are $1,700. Uh, you're paying like, oh, 160, 170,000, and you're getting a $1,700 rent. So you're getting that magical 1% rent to price you paid ratio that everybody's hoping to find. Yeah, or slightly higher. So it's around 1% or higher in terms of the rent to value or rent to price ratio. Uh, so, and then, and that was actually something I was going to ask you is what is the price range of these properties and what is the relative or related monthly rent? So what's the low and the high on the price range? Well, we start at about 131,000 with a $1,300 rent. That's a home built in 1950, four bedroom, two bathroom, about 1,072 square feet. All of our properties, not all, but most, tend to have a basement and a detached garage. Most of the houses in Chicago, by the way, they were built in World War II. So as an investor, don't be surprised to see a ton of 1930, 1940, you know, and then maybe a 1950 uh, year built. So that's kind of unique to Chicago. This is a city that exploded back then, and it just took all the land mass and built these properties. And a lot of it is all brick. It is. Yeah. Now, the good thing for investors, not good for us that have to renovate them, is Chicago has a very harsh builder inspector code laws. So we have to take a property built in 1930. And we have to bring it to a 2019 code. That can involve replacing the plumbing pipes, the electrical wiring, the electrical boxes, the almost everything. Some of these rehabs are massively gutting the house and bringing everything to code of today. Great for you that's buying the house. Can you imagine the contractors? and what they've got to do to get that house ready for you. And the inspectors, I respect them, and I'm not saying negative about them, they're just tough. Chicago inspectors are the toughest in the country, and their demands on the contractors are tough and impeccable. So you just don't make any shortcuts with these folks, and you provide a fabulous rental property for the tenant and for the investor that's coming in. I'm, there's no question our best renovation work is in Chicago. Going back to the neighborhoods for a quick moment, what would you say is the typical neighborhood classification or grade as I was describing it? I, I'm not sure if you answered that, but I was trying to get an idea of, of the types of neighborhoods that most of these rental properties are located in. So we've found that Having experimented with class C's, we've never done class D's, we've tried some class A's. There's no question that the sweet spot is class B property. And so our definition of a class B in the Cook County market would be a home that is typically older than other markets and other states we're in that would still classify as a B, but it has multiple bedrooms, meaning three or four, multiple bathrooms, basements, garages, fully renovated, and 
in neighborhoods where people are taking care of their facility, their yards. And even though Section 8 is the dominant, the people are functioning people. These are the working class, blue collar folks of the city. Okay. Now, one challenge we have in multiple cities on a regular basis is tight inventory. And this has been a big problem in Atlanta, and it's been a problem to a large degree in Dallas, you know, other major metropolitan areas. What's going on in Chicago in terms of access to inventory, particularly rental inventory? So just starting at the macro level, there's 7,750 rental properties. So we start with that number. And the number of foreclosures going on is 5,890 properties that are in some, all properties in some state of foreclosure. That's 7% lower than last month and 35% lower than a year ago. So you would think that would bring a ample opportunity to buy distressed properties. But when you whittle that down to our challenge, we have to find you, the investor, a property whose price is going to return to you a strong cap rate on the rents. And so we have to be careful in what we buy, how we buy. So we haven't had too much challenge finding properties in the Cook County market that work. The numbers work, at least within the budget we have to buy homes. If I was Invitation Homes with their 125,000 houses under inventory control, it would be tough to come in and carpet bomb Cook County and try to grab everything that's available. But you know, we have a great ground team here in Chicago that does a great job sourcing. And I would say, in fairness, Marco, it's two times harder today than it was two years ago. But we never measure that it's harder. We just measure is it available. And if it's available and the numbers work, we consider that a workable market, even though we work a little harder to find and locate that property. Okay, fair enough. So let's look at the rental market here and talk about management. That's kind of where I like to wind things down and tie things up. What's the rental market like? Is it active? Is it is there strong demand? How would you describe the overall rental market in Cook County? The rental market is very strong and it is a robust market. Chicago is a rental place. The entire, all those 795 neighborhoods has a 42% rent component to owner occupant. But as you come into Cook County, it's 70% is of the people are renting. And so high demand, and they want to stay in Cook County. They don't want to push out way out into the suburbs and rent out there because it's too far. It's too, you know, commutes are too brutal. So everybody's trying to stay well within where they work. So we never have trouble renting uh, and finding tenants. Now, 
I will say this, Marco, we, everything we do is Section 8 in Chicago. This market has one of the best run Section 8 offices in the country in the six or seven years that we have been operating with Section 8's department. We haven't had a single issue. I mean, think about what I just said. We haven't had a single issue with the Section 8 office. Some of you on this podcast do have properties in various cities with Section 8. And I'm, I'm going to guess you've had some nightmares dealing with Section 8. We have not. It's quiet. It's functional. It works. And the rents that Section 8 is giving on these homes that I talked about are $1,300 up to $1,800 Section 8 rents. Wow. That's pretty incredible. And I find, and I've said this on a previous episode, people are pretty polarized when it comes to Section 8. There are those who love it and wouldn't give it up. And then there's there are those people who very much dislike it because of the red tape and the extra time that it takes to get the inspections done and rent it, you know, the property turned around. Are you having that problem there? Is the turnaround time long or is it short? It's very short. Keep in mind, our properties are massively renovated. I mean, it's a complete renovation. We're talking new appliances, new plumbing, new bathrooms, new bathroom fixtures, new granite countertops, new flooring, everything painted, new water heaters, new furnaces, new everything. So when a tenant walks in the door, it looks like new construction and they go, I can rent this. We go, yes. And it's like, you know, it's done deal. Not all the properties within the streets where we buy are like that. Some of them haven't been renovated. They've been around a long time and they're, they're pretty weathered. So placing tenants hasn't been a problem. Keeping tenants hasn't been a problem. Section 8 hasn't been a problem. Property management is doing a great job. And the only thing you have to do is make sure you've got it right for those inspectors, not the Section 8 inspectors, the city inspectors, when they come out to give you an occupancy permit, because it's rough. I mean, there's, there's no tolerance for anything except, you know, a well-done code compliant house. So it sounds like you've got incredible renovations, and I've seen some of them, and I know that they are pretty impeccable. And for those listening that want to see interior photos, whenever we get them from John, we post them up on our website so you can scroll through them one by one for each of the properties that have completed renovations. If you only see one photo, it means the property is available. However, the renovation is not complete. So there are, there are no interior photos, at least not yet, but they're coming. So John, let's kind of wrap up and talk about management because this is a critically important thing for me. I, you know, I say you live and die by your property manager and it's important to have great management. Talk about the management services out there, if there's anything different about them compared to other markets. You know, I, I like to make sure that investors have a good feeling about the management side of things. And of course, we put them directly in touch with the property management company so they can build that relationship and ask whatever questions they want to ask. So property management to me is one of the pivotal reasons that you succeed or fail in the single family rental business. I've had bad property managers. I know what it's like to have a bad property manager. It's devastating. 
We outsource property management to a third party. The property management company lives right there. Their offices are right there, right in the middle of where all of our properties are. They are literally just 10 minute drive to any of them. Been there for many, many, many years. We've been with this property management company for seven years. Haven't had an issue in seven years. Now, once again, that is just uncanny that I can say that, that you haven't had an issue in seven years with the property management company. Uh, I can name other cities where there's an issue every day with the property management. Now, the property management company we have is experienced and responsive. And I just and comfortable. I had a dear friend just last week said to me, I want to buy a single family rental. Where do you want to put me? I know you're in multiple cities. I said, I want to put you in Chicago. And he said, done. Just totally trust me. Didn't know single family rental business. And he said, now just tell me why. I said, because the rents are the best ratio to what you're paying that we have or that we've seen in the country. It's got the best property management overlay and the best Section 8 office I've ever experienced. And I could name some cities where it's a nightmare. I wish I could. I just don't want to embarrass that city. But there's some bad Section 8 offices out there. So this one is kind of like the perfect storm. And I'm happy to put a really close friend right into the, the mix of all that. So I'm happy with the property management company. I'm comfortable having them be your property management. We've worked it out with them that when someone buys a property from Narada, they can pick up the property management company if they want to, or if they have their own, they can do their own. Perfect. So you've got a big market, lots of stability, a strong GDP, lots of inventory, great rent-to-value ratios, solid brick houses, inventory that you're renovating with, essentially, it sounds like a, almost like a complete gut and rebuild, but you're clearly replacing mechanicals and providing very nice finishes that impress tenants. And you've got stellar property management tied in with that. So it's a complete package. I'm not sure, I'm trying to poke a hole in this, but there's really not much to poke a hole into. Well, you've worked with me for years, Marco. I'm a straight shooter. I'm very candid. We talk about the pros and cons of a market. I'm pretty high on Chicago. And I believe Chicago sells itself. Uh, rental demand is high and so are the rents. Home prices are reasonable for the investor. Chicago homes are appreciating. Job growth keeps coming. You know, churn keeps people renting. And what I mean by churn, there's a lot of people being pushed out of the metro out into jobs in the suburbs and they can't afford the suburbs. So they keep renting where they live, which is where we are. So their job may have swung from metro to suburb, but they're not going to move to the suburbs. The rents in the suburbs go crazy. So we're in kind of the sweet spot to even the churn that can be going on. And so I don't mean to sound rose-colored glasses, but to anyone looking to invest in Chicago, come into Cook County, come into the zip codes I just shared with you, and look at what Narada offers. Yeah, for sure. It's a great market. And if anybody goes out to Chicago and pays it a visit, it's an entertaining city. It's a beautiful city. It's got a great downtown. 
And one thing I recommend doing is uh, taking the mob tour uh, where you can see where the uh, where Capone and his whole gang of cronies lived and toured and shot up the place. So that's always kind of a fun tour is the mob tour. Anyway, John, I want to thank you for coming on. Any last comments? Well, come see a Chicago Cubs game or a White Sox or see the Blackhawks or the Bulls or the Bears. I mean, this town's just uh, on fire with excitement. And as you pointed out, there's some really cool, fun things to do. I, I don't know how strange it is, but it has 50 miles of shoreline. I don't know if too many people would believe that. Chicago has 50 miles of shoreline. That's impressive. How much of that is actual beach or would you even call it beach? Oh boy, that's a good question. I don't know what percent is. Huh. I just know it's 50 miles of shoreline on the perimeter. Yeah, I'm just curious. It has nothing to do with the investment side of things, but it's not something I normally think about. It's 50 miles of shoreline in a city. Right. Yeah, right on. Cool. Well, again, John, thanks for coming on. For those listening, if uh, you'd like more information on Chicago and the inventory we have there, contact your investment counselor here. And if you're not in contact with an investment counselor, just email us or go to our website, fill out the form. You'll automatically be assigned to an investment counselor. And then you could have a free strategy session to learn more about us and find out how we can help you. Uh, if you have a question about real estate investing, of course, go to our website, PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Click on the Ask Marco button at the top. And I do try to get back to everybody and answer their questions. Sometimes I do it on the podcast here. And if you haven't already, remember to subscribe. Help us spread the word. Visit us on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. And thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Are you looking for a roadmap to financial freedom? If so, we have a solution for you. Narada Real Estate is offering a limited number of free strategy sessions to help you get out of the rat race. Learn how you can create wealth and build monthly passive income. To set up a time with one of our knowledgeable investment counselors, simply go to naradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.